Oh, what a whiff I just did right there. I, What'd I, you I, do? Had, I had the thing still up there. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. I just had the uh, the starting suit screen still up there. That's my fault. Welcome in. We are indeed live. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Genesis Invitational. I'm Rick Game, and that right there, Joe Idoni. Joe, oh, a little bit of a balk right out of the gate from me. I, hopefully, you can pick pick me up here. Dude, you're too hard on yourself, man. The number one producer slash host in the industry. We're happy to have you. I don't think anybody noticed, uh, but we're excited to, like you said, put a bow on another week of content. Uh, the best way to wrap it up, Power Hour, baby. Yeah, I described it as a grand finale on Twitter, and like I really do feel that way, right? This is just it's not it's a it's a different format, which kind of like unlocks my brain in a little bit of a different way. Like I I love that this is just like Wednesday night while everybody's had all the research they can do. Like let's just flip it on on its head and talk about talk about jock market. Yeah, that's a good way to put about it, how it like unlocks your brain because you're right. You totally have to. Um, shift gears with the way you think in terms of of betting and fantasy and a lot of things. And it's just uh, simplified, really. And you're finding a projected outcome and, and a baseline on break-even point. You got to finish 31st or better, this guy. Uh, will he outperform that expectation or will he not? So it's very simple and, and it allows each player to kind of have their own mechanisms in terms of assessing value. If you're just stumbling in here and you have no idea what's going on, uh, this is Stock Market DFS. You can buy, sell, short shares of golfers and other athletes, but we're talking about golf here tonight. And we're in the most important part of uh, what I think is the market, which is the IPO. This is your opportunity to bid on shares of golfers. And at the end of the night, which is about a little bit before 9 o'clock Eastern time, uh, those shares are allocated to you. And that becomes part of your portfolio, Joe. And the best part is you can have one golfer in your portfolio you could have 100 golfers in your portfolio you could have one share of a golfer you could have 40 shares of a golfer right you can kind of play this any way that you see fit yeah i believe it's 239 available at this point per player at 817 now uh they have the ability to kind of ramp that up if need be but yeah shortened field which always makes jock market a little bit more exciting because the cut line's the same and there's going to be less guys essentially that miss that cut and go to one dollar per share which is basically 80th place and below so um, great field, great event, classic tournament. I'm excited for it. You just told me before we went hot here that you're going to be there mm -hmm. on site. Um, so excited for you. Love Riv. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Can't wait to get, can't wait to get down there and, and take it all in. Uh, the code you're looking for is power. It's a $50, uh, deposit bonus. Go ahead and use that. And also we'll give away a little bit of cash tonight. So, uh, while you're hanging, while you're sitting there, Go ahead and comment with your Jock Market username. Uh, that's all it takes to get entered into the draw. And uh, we are quite generous because we give away some bucks as the night goes on. Joe, this is, uh, we're going to get into our bullish and bearish segment in just a second, but this is really. Um, a stout field. The top 10 players in the world are here. Uh, we've got a literal kind of like major championship caliber test. It's it's going to be hosting the Olympics in 2028. This, this is a biggie. Yeah, I forgot about that. The stars are out in LA, obviously. Um, yeah, look, we love this event every year. We always see a good field. We always see it play sort of tough in the sense of the winning score, right? Right around like 10 to 15 under par. Would expect nothing less. Um, it's a bit more of a traditional test, I guess, in a sense, versus what we saw last week. Um, but that was fun as well. So, look, we have a ton of the same players return. We get an influx of some of the guys who have been playing uh, on the European tour, finally sort of make, uh, you know, come over here for good and we'll basically be on the PGA tour leading up until the masters. So um, good to see the field excited for the event. We know this course. Well, we know what it suits. We know what it rewards. We know what it penalizes. So it should be a fun market. Let us um, quickly, before we dive into this week, I do want, I love to give people kind of an example, Joe. So let's look back at last week real quick. Uh, WM Phoenix Open. This time last week, Scotty Scheffler went for $7.34 a share, paid out the full $25 a share. Patrick Cantlay, 926, still again, turns you a profit. That's a hit to gala, 298. That was your real big mover. Finished at $15 a share. That's a $12.12 .12 
uh, per share profit. So that's kind of a tangible uh, way to look at this. Even John Rahm, look at that. 11.78 in the IPO, finished at $11. So you only lost 78 cents a share on old John Rahm. In what would, I think, by most standards, be a disappointing event in terms of the world number one and where John Rahm's expectations are right now. You're right. You basically lost no money on him. If you played him in fantasy, you probably lost money. If you played him in an outright ticket, you definitely lost money. So different ways to attack. Awesome to see sort of Patrick Cantlay has just become a force where he's $9, 10 $11 a share. It doesn't matter at this point. He's returning you a... a blue chip stock like profit, uh, which is really cool to see. Sahith was obviously the big mover in terms of ROI for the week. If you're new and this is the first time you've seen the show or relatively new, all that data I will mention uh, is for free on your site. So it is very cool. And you can kind of research previous events. You can see what happened at this event last year. It's a very helpful tool to sort of analyze uh, pricing. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. So let's play uh, bullish or bearish here. So this is our opportunity to pick four golfers that Joe, Joe and I have chosen before this uh, stream has started. And we kind of take a stance. We're either bullish or bearish, depending on the price that we have allocated. So let's start, Joe, near the top of the board. Xander Shoffley. The fair value that we're using for him tonight is $8.04, which is essentially a 17th place finish or better. Are you bullish or bearish on Xander? I'm going to go bullish. I am always reluctant on Xander. I There were parts last week that I was so impressed with, right? Gained over nine strokes ball striking. We know what this course rewards, ball striking. Um, if you can gain off the tee and approach, basically tee to green, you're going to do very well. That should be right up Xander's alley. Some of the putting stuff down the stretch I had concerns about. I didn't love the idea of basically leaving everything short. It felt like he was very tentative. That said, he hit a heroic shot on 18, which I thought was awesome, and just couldn't pay it off with birdie, which which would have essentially got him into that playoff. I like him to have a good bounce back here. I feel like this is the type of test that really rewards and elevates his particular skill set. Even though he's been a little bit of a loss in terms of the number of markets, you see there are 15 markets. He's lost you money, 11. He has returned a profit. I think we're going to see a return this week. I'm going to go bullish on Xander. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm quite bullish. I think it's it's a, only a little bit of a cop-out to say that Riviera tests all facets of your game, and he is a well-rounded golfer. He drove the ball beautifully last week, and I think that when that aspect of his game gets going, it's kind of point. yeah a really good uh, litmus test for, for Xander Shoffley. So I'll take bullish on him at just uh, 17th or better. That was our ask of of Xander. Let's go to Brooks. That's your guy. Uh, you get him right way more than I get him right. I rarely get him right, but we're going to use uh, $6.22 for Brooks, which is 26th or better. So Joe, I ask you on Brooks Kepka, are you bullish or bearish? I'm going to say bearish right now, believe it or not. Um, I know that he had a good performance last week. I think a lot of us expected that he would play well and it would be a natural comfort spot for him at a point where his game was was in a little bit of a struggle. Um, he did bounce back. He played well. That said, his wedges and iron play were pretty awful over the weekend. Um, he really sort of carried himself with a lot of par saves for putts. I just think on the whole, you look at what's been trending in the direction of probably the last 10 events that he's played. I don't love what I see. I'm going to say bearish on Brooks reluctantly somewhat. What about you, buddy? Yeah, this is like bizarro world. Cause I think I'll be bullish on, on Brooks Kepka. I just <laughs> think that, um, yes, he was not super sharp for four rounds, but I think I saw more in kind of the iron play at least over the first couple of days than I've seen in maybe the last couple of months. I mean, some of the trajectories and some of the shots that he was hitting were just unbelievable. And I don't know, maybe this is an opportunity for kind of new Brooks to be like, okay, top 10 players in the world are here. Let me just go out and stomp everybody on this difficult golf course. So I'm actually probably for the first time ever more bullish on Brooks than you are. doesn't yeah, happen I often. Listen, I heard him say something where he is like visibly perturbed right now of how far he's sort of fallen off in the world golf rankings. And yeah. I don't know if he's referring to like odds boards and not being mentioned at the same rate, but 
you can tell that it's bothering him. And I like that. So I feel like these, not to say that Riv is by any means a second class event, but he used to always be the guy that would get it for majors and WGCs and you plug him and play him there and forget him everywhere else. I think that we're going to see a little bit of a resurgence and a little bit more um, intensity in regular PGA tour stops from him as he tries to sort of get his game rounded back into form. So I like that take. Next up is Thomas Peters. We are using a fair value of $5.53. That would be asking him to finish about 30th or better. And he's only been in three cash markets, Joe. Here they are. I was wondering uh, that, yeah. Yeah, because he is uh, generally a resident of the DP World Tour, the tour formerly known as the European Tour. So the last time he was actually in a cash market was May of 2021. So I don't know how much stock you want to put on that. But at 553, are you bullish or bearish on Thomas Peters? So I defer a little bit to you in terms of analyzing some of the European Tour stuff. I know that he has that win recently. I know that he has some some quality history here at Riviera deep in his past back to his college days, but I'm going to go bearish. I feel like I've just, for me, it's just a public sentiment thing. I feel like I've heard his name a ton this week and people have been looking forward to seeing him play this for a while, which usually leads to a little bit of inflation in price, but where, tell me what you think. Yeah. So I am, um, maybe I'm just feeling optimistic tonight. Let's go bullish on, on Thomas Peters. You know, this is a guy who we've always had a lot of high hopes for and high expectations. And we've kind of projected him out to be the next, you know, uh, European Ryder cup star. And it didn't really happen. And now honestly, the stretch of golf he's in right now, two wins in his last five starts, that's more like what we were thinking he was going to be five years ago and to maybe be feeling it at the moment to go to a place that he has had success. I think it was 2017 or 18. He finished runner up here. Um, I think that's a good combination and I'm fairly optimistic about uh, how well he hits the ball. If he can get on the right side of things, I'm, I, I think he can get it going in the right direction here. Okay. So I was, that's three bullishes for me. That's rare. Uh, let's see if we can make it a clean sweep. Sahith Tagala, we're using $3.74, and that is asking him to finish 44th or better. Joe, bullish or bearish on the guy that stole everybody's hearts last week? Oh, he stole my heart big time, Rick. I loved what I saw out of him. I love guys that really go for it and just play aggressive foot on the gas the entire time. He did that. Um, I'm going to go bullish just because I want to see him play really well again. Although I'm worried that everyone saw last week and it kind of is not the greatest time to buy stock in Sahith, maybe wait a couple of weeks, but I'm still going to go bullish. Look, he, what he was able to do in the most ruckus environment on the PGA tour on a back nine, where we see players consistently fold and stand there next to Scotty Scheffler and Brooks Kepka and stare all day at the group in front of him with Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley. He's basically sandwiched on half the USA Ryder Cup team in a crazy environment and performed like really well. I think he got in a little bit of an unlucky break on 17, but he was going for it through and throughout. You could tell how much it meant to him. We saw Tom Hoagie last week off an emotional win, still play really well. One of the leaders in ROI last week, actually. So I think he, I believe in him. I believe in his talent level. I believe in the ceiling. I'm going to be a buyer again. All right, I'll be the Grinch here. I'll go with Bearish. Uh, as much as I want to see him succeed, listen, I hope I am so wrong. I hope he wins this. I would be even more impressed than I already am because what he did last week to be in the fire for four straight days with Brooks and Xander and Cantlay and Scotty all just lurking and he just played. It was phenomenal through and through. I think that's that's hard to keep going. I think yeah. that you are going to just – I think it's emotional. I think that um, his swing in general is one that will – will be volatile uh just because he's kind of a lot of a lot of hands and everything's got to kind of go his way so um i am very happy to invest and and bring bring tagala into my portfolio often in the future but i think for this week i'm a bear and i'll be the grinch on him yeah, look, I think if we could buy stock and players for the season, we'd love Sahith right now. But at this yeah. point, you're right. This is probably a, 
you know, if you bought early stock in them, this is probably a decent sell point here and tough to tough to buy in right after that week we saw. All right, let me give away a little bit of cash. We're going to turn our attention to the big board here in just one second. Make sure that your jock market username is in the chat. That enters you into a draw to win jock bucks. Very, very, very simple to do. Uh, this time around, James is on the board. Congratulations, James. We'll get that money over to you in... It takes a couple of business days. Uh, we send it over to the guys at Jock Market. They get your account credited in a couple of days. So good luck with that 20 bucks. And if you want to be like James, go ahead and make sure that your Jock Market username is in the chat. And of course, you can always deposit with the code POWER. That's the best possible bonus available to you. Uh, Joe. Yeah. We've got a stacked field. I'm going to reveal the big board in just one second, which is the live pricing. Um how do you think like, will we just get kind of like a spread out pricing this evening with so many big names here? I think so. Look, we had, it's kind of what we've seen the last couple of weeks and, and obviously John Rahm is, is cemented himself as world number one. I don't feel like the gap is that extensive. Maybe that some other people may, uh, but still we've seen him go to Tory and go to waste management places that we know he loves and has had success at. And still the, the gap is relatively small. So, yeah, I think it's pretty spread out. We've got DJ back. We've got Rory back, who people love. We've still got Patrick Cantlay right there, who, like we mentioned, is returning you a profit essentially every week you play him, no matter what you pay. Um, so, great field. I expect it to be relatively spread out. Here's the big board. And is it broken? Uh, John Rahm is $1 in one set. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so are we just, are we just waiting on John Rom? We're just going to play the, play the uh, last couple minutes game instead of, I mean, for the last six weeks, we've seen him jump out to an absolutely like massive head start. I'm just going to refresh this to make sure. I mean, the rest of the pricing is coming in, but like a little jarring to see John Rom at $1 and one cent, isn't it? Yeah, I think that is accurate. I'm looking at it right now on my phone. <laughs> and yes, he is $1 and one cent. Dustin Johnson is $1.01. One cent. Justin Thomas is $1 even. The top so, 10 hasn't been touched. We must we must just be we're we're waiting, I guess. I yes. guess this is a, a a wait night to see uh instead of getting out early and getting those bids in, but wow, look at all of the $1 shares in the top 10. The only guy who's more than 160 is Colin Morikawa and he's $2 and 1 cent. So I guess we're I guess this is going to be a flurry at the end kind of night. It could be a fun week if things uh, shape up like this, but I see a couple of our our sharks in the chat here who are probably waiting to to pounce over that last 10 minutes. All right. Well, let's uh, go through the rest of the board here. Sung JM currently out front $5.61 a share. Matt Fitzpatrick at 416. Cam Smith, Will Zal Torres right behind. Um, any of these names noteworthy, Joe? We've seen, you know, there's there's kind of two ways to do it. Guys get bit up early and then they don't get touched for a while. Or what we might be seeing with the top 10 is a lot of late bids. Um, I'm quite bullish on Sung JM this week. I think he's a great ball striker. I think he's going to be well rested. I think he's starting to put it together. But is there anybody kind of here at the current top of the market that interests you? You know, I do like Will Zalatoris this week. I think everybody likes him. He's one of the sort of flavors of the week. Sung JM, I was interested in. I didn't end up betting him because, I don't know, it's just weird to have not seen him for a couple of weeks, and it feels like he's been gone forever. It's been like two or three weeks. Um, what about, I wanted to ask you down there, it looks like just creeping up over $2. Where are we at with Colin Morikawa? Because he feels kind of like the out of sight, out of mind guy this week, where uh, I believe still number two player in the world, right behind John Rahm. Obviously prolific winner. We know that he likes it out there on the West Coast. He's mentioned Riviera is one of his favorite places in the world to play. Are we sleeping on Colin a little bit this week? Uh, I'm not. I can tell you that. I, I think that you're right. There is certainly a level, and I think you could attribute a little bit of this to Rory McIlroy as well, which is just like, ah, oh, I haven't seen him. 
in four mm-hmm. weeks. Doesn't mean he hasn't been playing. He's been playing overseas, but like I haven't seen much of him, so I don't know what he's been up to. Um, Morikawa is everything he's cracked up to be. He's the yeah. probably the best ball striker on the planet. He's going to have weird putting weeks. He lost seven and a half strokes here last year, and then I think he won his next <laughs> start at at, yeah. at workday. Right, like that's what he's going to do. And if I'm going to get any level of discount on Colin Morikawa, he's going to be ending up in my portfolio. I think that's just kind of kind of the way it shakes out for me yeah i i am very interested in him this week um i think that you're right i think him and thomas are two guys that just fly off the page to me in ball striking who aren't great putters i think morikawa has more upside though while he may have the the lows that thomas had like you mentioned losing seven strokes putting is is pretty hard to even think it's possible for him um, but he can bounce back, right? We see him perform really well and, and sort of find a groove in certain instances and close the deal. So uh, I'm very interested to see where kind of his price point fluctuates here. Alert, alert, alert. The John Rom train is leaving the station. Here we go. $8.88 for John Rom. Thank you very much to everybody who waited to get those bids in. Uh, he is now $2.30 clear of Cam Smith. Let's talk about Cam Smith because I'll tell you what, Joe. Uh, he is being very well respected uh, in the markets this week. When I saw him on Monday, it was the same odds as Victor Hovland and Rory McElroy and Scotty Scheffler and all these kind of just like, uh, I think on paper, most people would say are better golfers. Is this, is this the guy Vegas doesn't want you to have this week? Do they know something we don't know? Yeah, it kind of feels like that, right? Whenever they price one of these guys and they kind of hide them between some big names, it's like almost like, please don't bet him. Um, we know that the short game is incredible. I think that that goes a long way here. His iron play has been nothing short of, of trending in the right direction. Obviously had the win at tournament of champions where he stood toe to toe with John Rahm for, I think what was 36 holes and came out on top, which was very impressive. Um, like California has got this sort of, you know, the, it's on that Pacific coast there and the Australians usually come over and play well there. It's like a thing and, and the Europeans are on this side, and they typically come down to Florida, your Rory's and your Poulter's, and those guys play well in Florida. So it, it may be sort of a coastal thing where there's some more familiarity with the grass and how things play. But, um, yeah, I, I think that he, sh- he should definitely go well. We'll be interested to see um, where his price ends up in comparison to sort of those odds boards. Like, is he going to fall between Shoffley right. and Thomas tonight, or is he going to drift a little bit? Yeah, no, I I think he's early uh, early candidate for kind of the most intriguing guy of the yeah. evening. So we'll see how this shakes out because we've got about twenty minutes or so. This IPO is going to close a little bit before 9 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you're getting your bids in. That's when this is going to close and shares will be allocated. I want to flip the board on its head just for a second and just look at the top 10 golfers here, Joe, because we are seeing some movement. We mentioned Rom up to 888 a share, Patrick Cantlay 524. Still plenty of value, still very early on the rest of the top 10. Is there anybody else in here? Is it a Dustin Johnson? Is it a Victor Hovland? Is it a Rory McIlroy? Who else in here have you clicked that favorites button on and you're keeping an eye on for the next 20 minutes or so? Yeah, let's talk about DJ for a minute because he seems to have things going in the right direction in terms of off the tee and ball striking right now, um, at least off what we saw toward the end of, of last season. We know that he's number one in strokes gained total at Riviera Country Club, always shows up here and plays well. Had that lull last year after those couple of wins. And I listened to him talk about it. And he, I think he attributed a lot of it to, I don't know. You probably know this more than me, but if these guys have obligations with some of their equipment. So he mentioned having to switch to the Sim 2 Max yeah. or something like that. And it totally threw him off. He just could not get it right. He wanted to put the Sim back in the bag and, and just didn't feel right about it. And as soon as he put this new Stealth in stealth. there, it was like, it was like one swing and he was like, finally, like I'm back. So the confidence is there. I did think that he played pretty well at the farmers and there was at least some yeah. encouraging stuff there. So I'm interested in him tonight. He always plays well here in a comfort spot. Good in California. Could be a good buy spot on Dustin Johnson, I feel. I don't know this, but I imagine that if you are a big time staffer like a Dustin Johnson for Taylor Maid, uh, you are playing the newest stuff. 
Yes. Right? That is, that is especially the driver. Cause the driver you can see from a mile away. If yeah. you're using an old set of irons or whatever, that's different. But the driver every that's, that's the big dog for the, for the, it had for to the, be painful to him though. Like just winning the masters number one in the world. Like he's hitting the driver better than anyone on the planet. It's like, here, here's your new driver and you just can't get it right. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, he's obviously that's, that's his strength, right? He's incredible off the tee. He's so reliable and consistent and long. Um, it should be a great spot for him to really sort of get his, get his 2022 started. Yes. And there were um, uh, encourage. You mentioned the encouraging signs at Tory, mm-hmm. which are only three measured rounds, and he had gained like a bunch of strokes in, in the ball striking categories, and it was it was yeah. exciting to see. So yes, I'm I'm with you there. Let's talk about our newest uh PGA tour champ, Scotty Scheffler. Uh hat tip to you, Scotty. It was an impressive week last week. I thought it was over for him when he missed the putt on 18 uh to win outright, Joe, and he had to go to a playoff with Patrick Cantlay. And I'm thinking this is he's about to get whooped right here. Uh yeah. but he pulls he pulls it out and you know the rule. The rule it's global. You cannot play well two weeks in a row. Everybody knows that, right? So what do we do with old Scotty here? You can play well two weeks in a row. Oh, bro. okay. Um Tom Hoagie would be an example of that. Dude, Last week was Tom 63, Hoagie's the man. 63% ROI, uh, like uh, really stormed. He was in it for a while. So he made you a ton of money last week. Um, I think Scotty can do it. Look, I think it depends a little bit on the player in the circumstance. But for me, um, it's not like he's showing up to a second tier level event the week after getting a huge win. You show up to the Genesis and Riv every year. It has your full attention. I think it was a bit of a relief. He had probably been the best player in the world to this point without a win. And so so you get that monkey off your back. Now you can continue to roll. The confidence is there. I don't mind going right back to the well again. Who who now is the best player in the world without a win? That's a good question. Um, hmm. I have two. I have two in mind. Okay, give me your candidates. Uh, Zalatoris. Yes. Or technically, Matt Fitzpatrick, who I believe has six wins, but they're all European wins. I'm does, pretty what about sure. Louis? Does Louis have a PGA Tour win? Well, the Open Championship. What does that? That's that technically win? a PGA Tour win. It it goes on the resume. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. So yeah. So I would say Zalatoris at this point, which he's going to be popular this week. Maybe he breaks through. It's been a year of the breakthrough. A hoagie. Yeah. Win. I mean, go back to last year. Finau answer a hoagie yeah. list. Uh, Scotty, oh, yeah. like we're on we're on a run here. We're on a run. We are. We are definitely on a run. So Zalatoris seems like next up. Uh, how many shares did you say are available? Because uh, Mason Jersey, which I might be Jason Mercier, is asking how many shares are there allocated for each golfer? I'll tell you right now. Joe's going to get us the information. I'm going to refresh the big board. 239 right now per player. That is obviously um, if they feel like the price point is getting too high based on their projections, they can add more into the market. So if everyone's bidding on a certain player, they can up that. But there are at least a minimum of 239 Mason on every guy in the field. Let us go further down the board here. Let's see if we can find some value because we spent a lot of time talking about the big names. Um, We can go. Actually, let me sort this by projected rank here uh start getting into kind of the the second page we mentioned tom hoagie still sitting at a dollar a share a lot of guys at a dollar share bubba watson is here joe uh thrice a winner at this course uh seamus power who listen outside of like three rounds recently has been phenomenal so i don't know if anybody's buying back in there but who are these kind of second or third tier golfers uh that you're focused on in a week of elites yeah, I think a lot of those guys will see a bump. Guys that I think stick around that two or three dollar range. A couple of them that I'm interested in. Um, Emiliano Grillo seems to be, you know, we think of him aligned with ball striking. He seems to be in okay form. Aaron Rye kind of stuck out to me in terms yeah. of he's been on a really decent run of ball striking. He's still a dollar per share and projected really low. And then there's two guys. One who I know that we both have a little bit of an affinity for, but. 2017 USAM, they dueled it out for 36 holes here, and it's Doug Gim and it's Doc Redman. Um, both of them, I think you can be able to get in that two, maybe just creep into the $3 range. There's been ups and downs for both of them, but when we think, like, if we rewind the clock maybe 12, 14 months, 
Like we, th- if it was a ball striking week, it was like, let's play Doc Redmond. He's the next guy. Um, he's fallen off a little bit, although we saw a little bit of a resurgence here of late. I think he coming back to a spot where he did win that USAM, you know, returned your profits in two straight and Doug Gim is the other guy who he, who he'd sort of dueled it out with. So those are a couple that I have circled. Anybody for you? Yeah, those are two interesting names, and they're kind of been on different paths in the jock market. So here's Doc, yeah. who you know has has lost frequently uh, over the last twelve months or eighteen months, but we're, we might be starting to see a, an uptick, as you can see on the far right portion of this graph. And I'll tell you, when I've talked to Doc, he thinks the best courses for him are kind of longer, tighter, harder driving courses. So it, it makes sense that he's had, um, you know, some success or, or, you know, past success around here. Now, Doug Gim, a little bit of a different story. He's a lot more consistent uh, yeah. than, than Doc Redman has been. He's made a bunch of cuts in a row. I think he's up to seven or eight. He's basically won you money in half of the markets he's been in, but with an average ROI of 13%. So this is kind of a weird scenario, Joe, where um, honestly, one of the best ways you can roll out Gim, in my opinion, is the jock market. Because he's not, he's not contending for wins. He's not often finishing top 10, top 20, but it's just like, Hey, T 33 might be good enough. If expectation was T 53, he's not expensive, right? So he's not going to win. He's not top 10, but he's also not expensive here. So you're right. You can get a T 33. You can make a cut and play decent on the weekend and return you a little bit of margin. Uh, make sure your jock market username is in the chat. I'll uh, get caught up on giving away some of these dollars here in just one second. But the way to enter that draw for jock bucks is to simply drop your jock market username in the chat right now. And then, of course, if you have not deposited yet, the code is power. Now, uh, Joe, we are 10 minutes out or so, a little bit more wow. from this IPO closing. So the the, the market is shaping up uh number one pre-ranked golfer john rom now 899 number two patrick cantlay 699 i want to click on cantlay's name here for a second because my goodness look at this this is a stretch of one two three four five six seven consecutive profitable markets joe and he's basically been like the highest price he's been in all of them he's a machine right now it's been unbelievable um in a lot of those besides obviously the tour championship uh, he hasn't won you a lot of money on him outside of the jock market, but he's been so consistent. He's right there. He's doing everything really well. The confidence is great. Loves it in California. Um, I have no problem sort of rolling him out. I expect him to be number two price this week. I had plenty of shares on him last week, and that worked out very well for me. I was hoping to get that full 25 bucks, but it wasn't quite meant to be. That said, uh, no problem going right back here today. Yeah, I mean, he is just he is just feeling it, and this is uh, seemingly been going on for for quite some time, which is always always fun. Uh, let me give away a little bit more money here. Uh, Bobby Black or Bobby Gray? Hard to hard to tell, but Bobby Black, you're <laughs> you're in. Uh, congratulations. The name says Bobby Gray. The handle says yeah, Bobby Black. That. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, we're going to send the money to Bobby Black. Hopefully that's the, the right spot there. Congratulations, Bobby. You are on the board, and I'll give away some more money as the night goes on. Um, Joe, have you noticed? So this is our first real uh, true PGA cash market without without like a football event for, for this weekend. Yeah. Do you think that there's going to be – especially maybe, maybe not even tonight in the IPO, but even as like people get to like the weekend and realize, Oh, look, there's golf on. Let me kind of get involved. I think there's going to be some more action this week. I do. And it's interesting because the way Jack market kind of works is you have your, you know, your total bankroll or whatever in your account and you allocating that to all these shares. And typically what happens is I know I would do it. You hold a little bit back for Sunday NFL, right? So you don't want to put it all into golf because then you have nothing to go in at Sunday <laughs> NFL. So now all those people basically only have one place to dump it all. I know there's NBA and stuff like that, but I think we see a lot more action in terms of golf here for this uh, foreseeable run that we're on. All right, well, we're seeing a lot more action in the jock market right now as we're about 10 minutes out from this IPO closing. Rom Cantlay still one and two. Big jump for Xander Shoffley, who's now $7 a share. Our our, our fair price was eight something. It was, uh, oh, it's right. Uh, what was our what was our fair value on, on Xander, Joe? Uh, let me, I have it right Eight, here. 804. Right? 804 yep. was, our, was our fair value. Okay, so we've got a dollar and four cents before we get to that. Uh, Hideki's here. Colin's still hanging at, at 633. And okay, maybe 
Maybe the cheapest elite at the moment is well. Hold on, I can do this a different. What way. about Vic? Yeah, Victor's two dollars and twenty two cents a share. Joe, one bad week, and the people the people are off of Victor. The people are off after one bad week. He should be perfect for Riviera. Um, I love his game here. I love his setup. I'm not concerned about the one bad week and the missed cut. We know the form is in confidence or definitely both there. We don't even see all the wins quite on there because he had the one over in Europe. I think of a couple over in Europe over the last year or so here. So he's been on a tear. Um, I think that he, he, I like his aggressiveness. I like the comps for him here. Um, I would expect him to see a big time jump here in the next couple minutes. Yeah. Scotty Scheffler still hanging at $1 and one cent. The other guy that I wanted to point out was Justin Thomas who's $5 and 24 cents, which mm-hmm. is, uh, listen on paper again, it's, it's, the, it's the same story with Justin Thomas, right? It's the same story. Almost every course sets up well for him because he drives it well enough. He's elite with an iron or a wedge and he cannot putt. It's the same story every week. How, if it's the same story every week, how do we choose when to buy and when not to buy? I find myself not buying a lot, to be honest with you. I don't bet him a lot. I, I, he's kind of a conundrum to me. There's a couple of strange miscuts in there. I know that the consistency in terms of off the tee has been there. The iron play is always almost there for him. He struck it great last week, couldn't make a putt. You could say that about a number of guys, but you seem to always say that about Justin Thomas, and that worries me because at the end of the day, the PGA Tour um, – it comes down to putting, right? That I mean, the difference between Scheffler and Cantlay last week is Scheffler made a 25-foot putt and Cantlay missed his 10-footer. Um, that's how he got that win. So that's ultimately how a lot of spots are determined down the stretch. I, he typically makes a nice run on Saturday, Sunday to get himself into the top 10. So Jock Mark is unique and that you can maybe find a spot to buy him, but I'm probably going to pass. At some point, I know it's going to burn me because he's that level of player, but um, I just worry about him standing over an eight footer if it's going to go in. Yeah, that's actually a good point that there's a case to be made for like when he loses two and a half strokes putting on Thursday and then on Friday shoots like the 64 or whatever, like there's yeah. your, there's your opportunity. Yeah. There's also a strong case to be made that if they played a thousand holes, if everybody just played a thousand holes, Justin Thomas might win but like when it comes down to the the final five on sunday and it's like okay i'm gonna need you to make like three putts in five holes yeah it's just not gonna happen but if we get to do this a thousand times i'm gonna stuff enough close that i'm probably gonna win this but right it's like 72 holes as the players last year right it was like everyone was just waiting for him to make a putt all of a sudden he makes a couple and he wins so i know that's going to happen he's that level of player um but it's hard to predict exactly when All right, I'm going to get you out of here in just a second so that you can go bid, but red alert, red alert. It is 8.52, and Patrick Cantlay is the most expensive guy in the market. $9.01. That is one penny more expensive than John Rahm. Is there a chance, Joe? Is this the night Patrick Cantlay is the most expensive golfer with John Rahm in the field? Is this the night? I'll say it. Yeah. The machine takes over tonight. I think that he goes a little bit over 10. Maybe Rom falls in right behind him. Um, yeah, I think he can do it, man. I, I'm a believer in him. I think that he's so consistent right now. We'll see if it happens. Um, I'll probably be wrong, but I'm wrong about a lot. Yeah, you got to get used to being wrong in this in this yeah. industry. This way, like we're wrong a lot. That's kind of how it works. Um, all right, here's what's gonna happen. By my clock, it is eight fifty three. So Joe now uh takes his phone out and he starts making bids. And then when this IPO closes in the next, uh, I don't know, five minutes or so, we come back and we check out Joe's portfolio. So Joe, we are going to bid you adieu, my friends. Good luck in the market. Thanks, buddy. All right, I'll take you the rest of the way here. Uh, make sure that your Jock Market username is in the chat. I've got more money to give away, so that's one way to make sure that you're in there. And I'm going to give this big board a refresh, and we're going to start at the top and with the biggest name. So here we go. Oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you what. That that uh, Patrick Cantlay number one golfer thing lasted about five seconds. John Rahm back on top, $9.33. Joe is already wrong. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, nine oh one. Then a pretty sizable gap to JT, Xander, and DJ. They are in the $7.50 range. After that, uh, Rory, 
Cam Smith. Okay, there's the Victor movement. Cam, uh, Victor is now $6.87, very very much similar to Colin Morikawa, who is just two cents behind. I'm going to flip this around and look at pre-rank. And I'm going to look through the top 10 golfers. And I still see that Scotty Scheffler, who is the seventh pre-ranked golfer, which the pre-rank is important in, in golf because that's how we break ties. So if uh, five guys tie for third, uh, the ties will be broken in full by that pre-rank. So Scotty Scheffler only loses the tiebreaker to six other golfers, $4.45 at the moment. Obviously a big win at F in Phoenix last week. He was a break-even player at Torrey. And then going back to last year, he had a couple of pops at uh, Houston and Mayakoba and the Hero. So Scotty's been playing well. The next cheapest golfer inside that top 10 appears to be Decky. Yeah, Hideki, $6.54, although that's a pretty sizable gap uh, between Scotty and Hideki there. Uh, Bubba Watson, who we mentioned has won this event three times, $5.59. Taylor Gooch, who's played well, he's $5. Um, Thomas Peters, who was in our bullish or bearish segment, he's $4.99. So lots of movement coming. It is 8.55 p.m. Eastern time. So what happens here is at 8.57, Jock market opens up a window and it's a 90 second window where the IPO can close at any time. It's random and it's randomized so that people can't write scripts and can't write bots to get the final bids in just milliseconds before the market closes. So it's to protect the integrity of the market. So we'll be in that window in just about two minutes or so. The big board still with the big boy at the top. John Rom, $9.55. Can't lie since getting over $9.00. Hasn't moved. He's at 901. And if you're wondering what that means, a nine dollar and one cent price is essentially asking him to finish about 13th or better for Patrick Cantlay. That's kind of the conversion there. Uh, a lot of positive movement on Dustin Johnson now. 778 for someone that uh, we haven't seen on the PGA Tour play. Great, but I think that the signs are there. Now he's going to a place where he's had an absolute ton of success. Let me scroll down and see. Um, I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little hint here. Joaquin Neiman, five dollars and twenty-two cents. Awesome at Farmers a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the metrics are small, but look a lot like they were last summer which is a much better thing than what it was down the stretch for Joaquin Neiman. So Joaquin Neiman currently $5.22. And Tom Hoagie, who has apparently turned into one of the best players on the planet, is $5 per share. Okay, we're in the window. We're in it right now. So this is at 90 seconds. At any point, this IPO can close. It's random. Uh, sometimes we get long ones. Sometimes we get short ones. And sometimes, like always, we get John Rom at the top of the big board, as he still is right now. $9.99 on the verge of breaking through $10 per share. Cantlay is trying to keep pace, $9.45, but it's Justin Thomas who is separating himself from the next tier of golfers. That's what I think the most interesting thing is. Who's going to be the third most expensive golfer? We know it's going to be Rom and Cantlay in some combination, probably Rom, then Cantlay. Who's going to be the third? Right now, it's Justin Thomas, $8.21. He's $0.22 cents more expensive than Roy McElroy, who's checking in at $79. 99. And as much as odds makers love Cam Smith, the users do as well. $7.96 for Cam Smith. He is the 11th pre-ranked golfer. I'm going to try to sneak another refresh in here. Let me see what Still I can open. Do. I'm hoping we close. I like my, my action oh, right now. Go likes his stance. So everybody go out, bid him very, really quickly here. Let's see what we can put him to some max pain. Okay. Xander's making a move. Rory's making a move. DJ Cam Smith now all over $8, but uh, JT, Justin Thomas still stands alone as the third most expensive golfer. We've got a handful of other guys over the $7 mark. It's Victor. It's Colin. It's Hideki. And last week's winner, Scotty Scheffler is catching a lot of late steam here. He's $6 and 84. Cents. Not significant movement below that. Two interesting names at $6. Sam Burns is $6.01. Brooks Kepka $6. Uh, our, our runner up from last year and, and runner up a couple years prior, Tony Finau, $5.33. And our winner from last year, Max Home, $4.99, hovering right down there in the Thomas Peters range. My class says $8.58. So I'm going to try to refresh this one more time. We've got to be very close to this thing ending. I've got eight, eight fifty-eight, oh, eight fifty-nine now, and four seconds is my official time. Uh, and John Rahm has done it; he's broken through ten dollars a share. But 
Cantlay's closing the gap. Cantlay's at 988. I mean, these guys are moving in tandem towards the top of the market, and JT is continuing to solidify himself as the third most expensive golfer. Are we seeing any movement further down the board? Not particularly. Maybe a little bit of movement on Adam Scott. Maybe a little movement on Burns and Zalatoris. But the 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 sub five dollar range is shaping up with Lonzo Griffin at four fifty. HP three. Shut up. The IPO is closed. The IPO is closed. Eight fifty nine and like uh, thirty six seconds, something like that. So we are. Close, shut it down. We're going to refresh our big board. We're going to get Joe's portfolio. How was it, Joe? Did you get what you wanted? It was great. I see. I'm looking now. I was just smiling because I see that Rom uh, did edge out Patrick Cantlay by 40 cents. No surprise there. They both just cleared the $10 threshold into sort of double digits there. But um, yeah, Rom ended up getting them. Uh, I don't know if I got any shares of Patrick Cantlay. I had a $9.99 bid in, so we'll see if any came over. All right, let me give away a little bit of money here. I, I got to get caught up, so I'll give away two right now. We're going to go with uh, Mawa. Congratulations, you're on the board. And also Coach Beave, congratulations, you're on the yeah. board. I've got one more uh, to give out, so I'll do that at the end of the show. Make sure your Jock Market username is in the chat right now. And also let us know who you got in your portfolios because Joe's going to tell us who he got. So without further ado, Joe, I think you had Cantlay last week, didn't you? So I know you had... Uh, I know you had at least a, a, a profitable week in terms of can't like, uh, yes. shares. last week was a good week for me. I was up there, uh, uh, you know, reasonably high, I believe in the top 10 on the leaderboard. I got seven shares of them this week. So I wanted a lot more. I, it looks like only seven came over, but I made some other sort of, um, up top Xander. I said, I was bullish on him. I got him for seven ninety nine. I said, I was bullish. I think the price was like eight Oh four. So I bought shares, uh, Victor, Thought was yeah. way too cheap. Seven eighty nine for Victor. Um, I did get some shares of Scotty Scheffler. Okay, I like that. Joel, da here's my lower guys. So in the three dollar range, Joel Damon was only three dollars and ten cents. I like that a lot because he's playing pretty well, and I know that he has a decent history of a couple of top tens, I believe, at Riviera. Mito was three oh one. Had no intention of getting him, although I thought the price was way too cheap. His fair value. Let me see what his fair value projection was, if I can see that. Um, I can't right now, but I'll pull it up. And then I got Gim and Redmond. I spoke oh, about You just both got them, them both. You didn't have to, you didn't have to choose between nope. them. Gim went for three bucks. Doc went for two fifty. Uh, I took a couple flyers on them. I, I don't think I missed anybody. Can't lay Xander, Victor, Damon, Scotty, Mito, Gim, and Doc to round yeah. out Joe's portfolio. Ooh, I like this a lot. I like that you went back to Scotty. I think that's an interesting storyline for this week. I like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hmm. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I believe I need him to finish somewhere around the uh, um, just outside the top 20. So we'll see if he can uh, play well again. Hopefully he didn't right, party too hard. <laughs> yeah. Here's the, uh, here's the big board. So John Rahm does indeed do it again, $10.40, the most expensive golfer uh, in this week's market. That is essentially asking him to finish about 11th or better. But Patrick Cantlay tried his best uh, to supplant him from the top of the mountain. $10 a share, then a pretty sizable gap. So JT... JT comes out as the third most expensive golfer. Uh, it's shaped up that way the last couple of minutes. I don't know if I agree with it, Joe, but it's hard to disagree with it. I would disagree with it, but you're right. There's so many points on the other side of the coin, and people love Justin Thomas, and um, he's still putting together good finishes, and you see been able to return some stuff for you. So I don't mind it. The surprising thing, and I know that we said was probably the most intriguing name, Cam Smith. So Cameron Smith, outpriced in terms of IPO, the number two player in the world and probably the hottest player on the planet in Morikawa and Hovland. I, that's that's very surprising to me. Those two guys are insanely popular, Morikawa and Hovland. Cameron Smith seems like probably would be, would be third on that list at any given tournament to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I, people are very I high on him, and, and it sh shows to, to how far he's come, really. I, I, I love Cam Smith. I don't get yeah. why he's been so respected this week. And listen, he he's if he goes out and wins this, these people are super sharp, 
right? Like super sharp. But I, I agree. Like I don't uh, uh, yeah. to be more expensive than Colin, to be more expensive than Hideki, than Scotty. That like I just like my goodness. I know. I don't know. I mean, maybe it, he just wins the thing, and we're the and we're the dull ones here. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me one bit either. But um, wow. Okay, so so then inherently 780, 789 on Morikawa seems awesome. Um, seven forty nine on Hideki, six eighty five on Scotty, all feel pretty awesome. Yeah. Kepka went for six oh two, which uh, you know he's a. I mean, he had lost what twelve consecutive markets before last week. I think right. he's kind of a, a boomer bust type of guy. Yep, totally. Paul Casey five seventy. Paul Casey was kind of like an out of sight, out of mind guy, but this should be a yeah. decent spot for him. Yeah, totally. I had no idea what to do with Paul Casey this week. Uh, I liked Mark Leishman. That was the one that I lost out on some shares of late this week. I thought about going back to Max Homa. Jordan Spieth is really cheap. I mean, I I like. Oh my Spieth. God, where is Spieth? I didn't even. I think see he's in the name. fives. He's somewhere in the five dollar range there. Where am, am I? Four seventy-five. Four seventy-five. That's surprising. Oh Look, I know he doesn't have a great history at Riviera, but you want to throw out Masters comps and you look at a good finish at Pebble where things seem to return to form and didn't have everything clicking last week, but that seems like a, a good buy-in price that um, is interesting. Wow. 475. Okay, so my most intriguing storylines of the week. Jordan Spieth and whatever the heck happens with him and Cam Smith and whatever the heck happens with him. Yeah. Because I, I have no idea. I have no clue. I know. I'm going to be monitoring Cam versus, versus Vic and versus Colin because that that's very surprising that both of them went lower than him. Uh, let me give away our final 20 bucks tonight. And it goes to Kevin. Whoops. Kevin. Kevin, congratulations. You're on the board. You roll out and round out our winners for this evening. So congratulations. All of those will be credited. Uh, give us a couple of days. The guys over at Jock Market do a very good job. That takes them a, a couple of days to get that into your account. And of course, if you haven't deposited yet, uh, power is the code that you are looking for. So, um, Joe, we kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier with it being a non-football weekend. Maybe a little bit of money that people will leave in the accounts for football is now getting pumped into the golf markets. Is that fair to say? I think so. Absolutely. And we know with Jock Market, they've introduced short selling. Um, if you have not enabled that, you can do so within the app and you can do that at any time. All the players that you have currently in your portfolio, you're welcome to, to put a price on right now and people will either choose to buy or sell them. And you can add to this thing all the way through the finish on Sunday so it doesn't stop here. Um, we got an exciting week ahead of us. Then Honda, baby. Then Honda, baby, your neck of the woods. Awesome stuff. Okay, you can follow uh, Joe on Twitter. It's at Tour Picks. You can find me at Rick Run Good. We'll be back same time, same place next week to do it all again. Thank you so much, and good luck. Thanks, guys.